Hello everyone and welcome to Recommended, the show where you find your weekend watch. My name is Brett and each week I give a movie recommendation to my good friend Drew and he has to watch and give his honest opinion. But on the other side, he'll be doing the exact same thing to me. Drew, how has your week been? Um, it's been good. It's been a little busy, but you know, we're just, we're going along. Um, school, I think it was a lot better this week than the first two weeks. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been good. Good. Yeah, my week's been pretty busy as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am glad that it is past. Oh, yes. Me too. <laughs> uh, before we get started with the show, we did want to uh, give a big RIP to Chadwick Boseman. Phenomenal actor. Yes. Uh, a great Black Panther. Um, I know he's in a ton of other movies, but I feel like that's the one that he just stands out the most mm -hmm. from. Um, I'm not sure what Marvel's going to do with that, uh, but I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, the cool thing about him though was I don't know many people who even knew he had cancer. Uh, he was not one to flash it about. He's very, he just, he worked through the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, praying for his family. I know that's a tough situation. Yes. Uh, but yeah, other than that. What TV shows you've been watching lately or this past week, Drew? So, um, Kayla and I just finished up our show, The Imposter, on Netflix. It was pretty good. But, uh, we're actually trying to find a new show now. We're, we're looking for a show to, uh, start watching again. I mean, have you seen Stranger Things yet? Um, we watched the first season when it first came out and then, uh, just. Through various circumstances, we, we haven't picked up after season one. Okay. I would say finish up those next two seasons. They're pretty good, and mm -hmm. season four is supposed to be coming in December. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm a, I'm a big Stranger Things fan. Season two has, like, one weird episode yeah. that you could tell, like, they were trying to set up something for the future, but from what I understand, that episode went over so poorly that they, like, scrapped their plans for that storyline. Oh, wow. They were just like, yeah, let's, let's ignore this. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first season. I thought it was good. We just I for some you, for some reason I just uh, I just haven't caught up. I don't know. I figured you would with your D and D. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to face the Demi Gorgon. That's right. Upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so this past week, I suggested Cool Runnings mm -hmm. for you to watch. Now, Cool Runnings. If you haven't seen the movie, it's the story of a guy named Darius uh, who. He pretty much is an Olympic runner. Like he is a great runner, phenomenal runner. And as he's trying to qualify for the Olympics, uh, an accident happens and he ends up not making it. So he's so set on, I've got to get to the Olympics. He does the only thing that he can do. And that is he forms a bobsled team. Now, normally that would be like, okay, you know, he's an athlete, whatever, bobsled, sure. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, he's from Jamaica, and Jamaica's not known for its snow. So the whole movie is basically following him and three, or one friend and two other runners who mm -hmm. convert into being bobsledders now. Frenemies. Frenemies, <laughs> yes. Uh, as they try and 
do well at the Olympics, qualify and do well. Yes. Um, this movie, I personally just think it's such a great movie. Uh, humor's great. John Candy, his final movie mm-hmm. before he passed. And it really shows a lot about how, like, embracing who you are, uh, even in the midst when everyone around you is kind of like, who are you and what are you doing here? Yes. Also really enjoyed just the story in general. I know that that's really basic to say, but there's so many movies that they may be filled with action, but the story kind of falls to pieces at points. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't feel like it did that. I remember, uh, when I first watched this movie, I was planning to go on vacation. And so I was staying at my sister's house, just relaxing because we were leaving the next morning. And so we're just chilling. And they turn it on and it's late. I'm thinking, look, I got to be up really early in the morning. I'm going to pass out sometime in the middle of this thing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do it. I was just so engaged with it. It was so funny. Uh, me and my brother-in-law had a great time. My sister, was, she was gone. She passed out. But she's a teacher. She goes to bed at like 9 o'clock every day. Yeah. So, what did you think about it? Um, I really liked it. Good. It was a good movie. I see, I do make good suggestions sometimes. You do. You do. Um, yeah. So, I had seen this movie way back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Probably, if I'm going to have to put like a number on it, probably when I was at least like 12, year, 12 years old or under. Because this movie came out in 93. No, more 91. But, um, so you saw it in theaters, huh? In theaters. That's a two-year-old. <laughs> um, but no, I, I liked it. I, um, the I think it holds up pretty well. It had some good humor in it. Some good... Uh, um, obviously, you know, it's a Disney movie, so it's pretty family-friendly for the most part, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I did like it. It was good. Uh, there was a couple of things in there that stood out to me. Um, let me see here. One was, <clears throat> so I know it's obviously a movie, so not everything in a movie is going to be like 100% factual or like, you know, they're kind of playing up to the crowd, I guess. But uh, on the IMDb trivia page, it says, contrary to, the sto- uh, contrary to the story and movie, the Jamaican team was met with open arms by the international bobsledding. Really? Yes, and one of the other teams even went so far as to lend the Jamaican team a backup sled so they could qualify. So I know, like, in the movie, like, they're the outsiders coming in, and people are giving them the cold shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Cold shoulder. (laughs) 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 So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, they, um, that's, I get, that was intentionally made drama for the movie. Supposedly, from the actual historic events, you know, they were welcomed with open arms. Well, you know that movies always take that liberty, right? Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, it's, that's, it, it would probably be like a boring story if they, if there wasn't any drama. If there wasn't any drama, you know, they got to add something. They, they're, they're, there needs to be a protagonist and there needs to be an antagonist. Mm-hmm. A good guy and a bad guy. You know, I mean, that's just how it has to be. It's kind of like a sports movie, right? Especially mm-hmm. sports movies that are based off of true things, like true events in sports history. Yeah. Where, in reality, that sports team may have just had a phenomenal year. Yeah. Just fantastic year. But in the movie, it's like, we had all this internal drama. 
Mm-hmm. I think we had someone's cousin get shot, and like later on, they're like, no, it didn't. <laughs> but they'll just add in these things to try and make it more dramatic, to, I guess, to pull in the viewer, which I guess that's why I say based on a true story. True that. Based loosely is probably what they should say. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, and then obviously, you know, you have, you have John Candy. I mean, he's just a comedy legend. You know, mm-hmm. he really, he really makes that movie. I mean, he really does. Um, because a lot of the stuff he does in there is funny, but he also does have that, uh, dramatic role too. It's like the wise, older mentor, you know, mentoring these four athletes, these young athletes. Now, you typically watch these movies that I suggest to you with your wife, right? Yes. What'd she think of it? Uh, she liked it too. Okay, good. She liked it. And she loves, like, Disney movies. Well, this is... To a fault. I mean... To a (laughs) Okay, so this is Disney. Like, it's a Disney movie. But you ain't going to Disney World and finding a cool running trot, right? Like, it's not a Disney princess movie. No, it's it's not like a Disney animation movie or... Or uh, one of like their classic or tales. a French animation movie. Or a French animation about severed hands. That was such a good movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right. So, sequel to Cool Runnings: The Bobsledders lose their hands. And the French kind of made it. Find them back. Um, but no, um, yeah. Kayla liked the movie too. She likes a lot of these Disney movies, um, especially the ones that were like made in the nineties. The ones that were like made for TV, like Johnny Tsunami and like so all those. Disney Channel original yeah. movies. Yeah, like she loves them, and I mean sometimes most of them are dumb, but they're like good dumb. It's mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I saw this movie as a child, and I enjoyed it then. I saw this movie as a twenty-nine-year-old adult, and I enjoyed it too. It was a good movie. Boom! And I would recommend it. Well, good for you. IMDb fan scores would also recommend it. They give it a 7 out of 10. Yes. Uh, and Metacritic gives it a 60 out of 100. Now, personally, I'd probably give it about a 7 out of 10. I, I think, think that's a too. fair score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that you need to go tell everybody in your hometown about. Like, yeah. This isn't world shattering. But it's one of those, after you watch it, you feel like satisfied. I've, I've, I enjoyed it. It leaves you feeling good, and then it's just—it's just a good family movie. It you is, you know. It's—it's it's not like a, a niche thing, you know. It's anybody could watch the movie. Just enjoy niche. it. Did I pronounce it? I mean, Did I mispronounce that. I don't think so. Niche. I mean, I think it's like niche, niche. It can be either. Edit, edit. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I, always, I always just think back to Boy Meets World, where Eric is like. All right, find your niche. And he's like, my niece? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my niece? Um, but no, uh, yeah, it's um, it's just a fun family film. I would I would recommend it. And I'm with you, and I'm with IMDb. Uh, I think a 7 out of 10 is a good spot for it. And, uh, but yeah. So, okay, Fred. So, let's, um, <clears throat> let's turn the corner out of family friendly. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, a little bit. Let's go to your movie. So, (laughs) I recommended Snowpiercer. Um, has your boy Cat in it. It does. Chris Evans. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see here. So, in Snowpiercer, 
This is in a future where a failed climate change experiment has killed all life except for the lucky few who boarded the Snowpiercer, which is a train that travels around the globe. A new class system emerges. So, <clears throat> basically, you have this train called the Snowpiercer. And I can't remember in the movie, does it actually say how many carts are on the train? It doesn't say. and I I've heard some references saying, some people said there's like a thousand cars on the train. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely that. sure. They definitely don't show every car. Because there's yeah. one scene where it shows the train, like one part's way over here and another part they're looking at is way on the other side. Yeah. And clearly it's a very long train. Yeah, it's like, incredibly long. I would say they don't focus more than on every car. Though. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so it's a really long train full of all these cars. And... Uh, there's class systems. The, the closer you are to the engine, the higher class you are. And then when you get back to the caboose and the lower classes and stuff, you're, um, it's essentially modern-day slavery at that point. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's a good movie. Um, I liked it. It's a good action movie. But, yeah, uh, Chris Evans, or his character, which I'm trying to find. What was his character's name? Curtis. Yeah, his Curtis. name was Curtis. Uh, Curtis is trying to overthrow. He's revolting. You know, he wants he wants to go up to the top, and uh, him and because him and his other uh, caboose mates, I guess probably the best term I use, some of them the lower class people. They're just, I mean, they're they're getting abused and tortured by the by the upper class people. You know. Literally boot to the throat. And so he stages a revolution and he's just taking train car after train car. And uh, it's a it's an interesting setting. Being on a train, you know, like that's the whole world. The whole world is on a train. The world's population. And uh, yeah, I, I liked it. But uh, look, let me hear some of your thoughts on it. So... The movie wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed the movie uh, as a whole. I'm a I'm a big fan of action movies, and mm -hmm. so anything that has a lot of good action, I'm going to be a fan of just in general. It's one of those things where you have to go into a lot of action movies understanding what you're going to get. For instance, I don't go into one of the Bourne movies thinking that I'm going to get major story. No, I'm going to watch Jason Bourne beat up on a bunch of guys. Good. And it's going to be sick. That's all I care about, right? Mm -hmm. And so, going into Snowpiercer, I knew it was action. I didn't really know what to expect, though. And I think that's kind of threw me off initially. So, I, I knew... I guess I'd heard Runaway Train before. I didn't know exactly what the whole premise behind it. So, whenever I got into it, the premise, I thought, this is a great setting. Great idea for a story. Great uh, implementation of it. Now, I will say it's more or less just a dystopian novel thrown into a different situation with the class system and overthrowing the ruling group and all that. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. It was done really well. Uh, there were parts at the end in particular that kind of made me uh, a little bit. And yeah. I think a pretty major plot hole that you and I talked about earlier mm -hmm. that... We'll save that for the end after we give our new recommendations because if you don't want spoilers, we don't want to talk to them about them right here. 
Yes. So we'll uh, we'll save that after we've given the recommendations. We'll talk a little bit more about that plot hole. Uh, but overall, me and my girlfriend watched this. We both came out of it like, well, I think I liked it more than her. But again, she's not huge on action movies. Yeah. She just suffers through because she likes me a lot. Uh, <laughs> so there were a few things that I didn't like. One, there were a few predictable deaths. Like, there's one character in particular. I was just like, yeah, that character's dying. Yeah. Like, there's no no question in my mind. Uh, and then there were a few things, a few twists that I was kind of like, okay, I see the setup that you have now. In fact, I remember there was one piece of something that happened really early in the movie. And I went to my girlfriend and I said, that's got to be important. Like, they wouldn't do that if not. And then it didn't, until the end, come out the truth of it. And I was just like, I knew it. I knew there had to be something more to it. So they did really well. It's just that that ending kind of, not ruin the movie. I would never say ruin the movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. It just made me not as enthusiastic about the movie, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But other than that, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I agree. I, I like the movie too. There were, there were a couple of issues that we're going to talk about here in the next couple of minutes, but I, I liked it too. Um, and let's see here. Yes, uh, the IMDb stuff, uh, they gave it a 7.1 out of 10. So I think, I think the critics on IMDb probably agree with us. I think uh, when I watched the movie, I think I gave it originally about a 7. It's yeah. a good action movie. You know? Yeah, I think I was leaning towards about a 7 as well. Um, I know the Metacritic score was an 84. Okay. Yeah. So they gave it even more. But there's a definitely a reason. I know it's from 2013, but it's been a pretty popular movie. It's not like you haven't, people haven't talked yeah. about this and movie. And they actually have a TV series. Oh, really? Yes, they do, based on it now. And then I also want to point maybe out... Maybe they talk about that plot. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I, I might mispronounce his name, and I apologize in advance, but the director, uh, Bong Joon-ho, just uh, recently won... Academy Award for Best Picture with his movie Parasite, mm -hmm. a movie that I have not seen, but I do, I would like to see eventually. But uh, so I mean, you got an Oscar-winning director producing, uh, making this action film. Uh, overall, I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah, I would completely agree. Um, I would recommend both of the movies this week. Or, uh, cool Runnings. Family friendly, you don't have to really worry about that. Mm -hmm. Snowpiercer, it's rated R for a reason. Yes. Uh, pretty violent at points. Mm -hmm. um, they do not uh, hide much of the violence. So make sure you're aware of that. Also, language, if that bothers you. And Chris Evans has a nice beard. He has a phenomenal beard. If you want to see Captain America with a beard. Snowpiercer's the way to go. Exactly. I mean, I'm not trying to say why they got a rated R. But when I saw Chris Evans with the beard, it made me say, that's why this is rated R. I'm just saying here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yes, and this week also, you know, it was just a complete coincidence that we had two snow movies as well. I'm telling um, you. I'm curious to see if something like that lines up again. Maybe. Uh, we definitely do not plan. Like, we don't tell each other what movies we're doing. No, we don't. Like, we have some ideas for, like, 
October, scary movie month. Mm -hmm. uh, December, Christmas movie month. Uh, but we still, we don't really plan which movies in particular uh, we're going after each week. Yeah. But uh, other than that, um, are there any movies you're planning to see this coming weekend? So, whatever you recommend me, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, there's a couple of uh, movies on my Netflix queue that I just haven't gotten around to watching yet. Um, one of the, probably the big one, and by big one, I mean literally, because it's like three hours long, but the, uh, the Irishman. Oh, yeah, I've heard really good stuff about that. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the uh, crime movies and mafia movies and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to try to watch it this week. Like I said, it's like a little over three hours long, I think. So uh, I might have to like take that in like two different chunks or something, you know, mm -hmm. one half of it and one night and watch half of it the other night, which might sound sacrilegious <laughs> to a lot of movie lovers, but uh, I'm a busy guy. So, you know, I do what I can. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes when I, like, for movies that I feel like I have to do that with, it almost takes me out of the movie. It yeah. almost makes me not want to watch it. Um, like, some, I haven't watched true. Hamilton for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I guess it just kind of depends on the movie. You know, there's some, sometimes I can just stop a movie and do something else and come back to it later and pick, pick right up. Other movies, not so much. I guess it just kind of, Depends on how much I like the option, really, what it boils down to. Um, I mean, I guess the real question is, how much do you like potatoes? I love potatoes. Have well. you seen? <laughs> <laughs> I look like a potato. <laughs> no, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to try to watch The Irishman and then whatever you recommend me. Um, and I just I need to start clearing out that Netflix list because it's starting to grow long again. You know, uh, Back on my vacation... I was watching a lot of movies. You were. Oh my goodness. So many but, uh, movies. But yeah, what, uh, what about you? What are you thinking? Uh, one of the movies I'm really looking forward to watching. <laughs> when I was in middle school, there was this TV show that came on called Case Closed. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically, the premise of it is this teenage detective stumbles upon an organization doing some things they shouldn't be doing, mm -hmm. gets knocked out, fed a drug that's supposed to kill him, uh, turns him into a seven year old. So, I remember you telling me about that. Yes. Yeah. So now he has to solve crimes and try and catch the people who did it. Mm -hmm. The show's been running since the 90s. Like, it's 20-something years old. Uh, wow. It's It's going a while. I actually, I've caught up with the entire anime, and I, can, I read the manga when it's posted because it's one of my favorites. I actually have, like, 40-plus volumes of it. But... Didn't do so well in the English-speaking world. Uh, Funimation and Adult Swim ruined mm. how distribution. It was just, it was awful. Pure awfulness, how they did it. So, fell apart, didn't do well. When it's literally like in Japan, it came out. They come out with a movie every year. Their movie came out the same week as Avengers Endgame and outsold it. Oh, wow. Like, that's how big it is in Japan. It's yeah. huge. So, a dip, Funimation lost the rights to it because they just didn't care to renew them because they weren't doing anything with it for 20 years. And so, someone else picked them up and dubbed, or English dubbed, the latest movie, or one of the latest movies that is pretty much a retelling of the first episode with a lot of the information we have now. And they made it into a movie 
uh, it's about an hour and a half long. And I told myself, I was like, well, I guess if I want to support the English, I need to buy it. And yeah. So I bought it. And I okay. need to watch it. That's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have to get used to the new English voices there. Yeah. But I think they kept Jerry Jewell, who was the voice actor for one of the main characters. So I liked him. He did really well at it. But other than that, I also have a movie recommendation that you might need to watch. Oh, yes. So, my recommendation for you this week. Picking off your French roots from last week with I Lost My Body, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend you a French movie. Okay. This one is called Pan's Labyrinth. Oh. And you can see it on Netflix. Yes. Uh, it's a little... That's the guy with the creepy... Creepy yeah. hands with the Creepy eyes hands, yeah. yes. I saw this in college, and I loved it. Go make me read subtitles. Yes, it uh, is only in subtitles. Thumbs down. Get over <laughs> it. I had to watch a foreign film in college, uh, and after watching that one <clears throat> once, I actually watched it twice because it was so good. Ooh, art house, bro. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, hands like Yes. Can do. Uh... Guillermo del Toro, I believe, did that movie. He did? Yes. He did, like, the Hellboy stuff and other things. I think he did Blade, too, which is, like, one of my favorite Blade movies. Might be yours after I make you watch it. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right, so we're going back in time, Brett. For, uh, oh, jeez. And it's not time travel, but we're literally about going to say. back in time. I was about to say. So Snowpiercer was 2013. Cool Runnings was 1993. Um, I'm also going to 1993 for you. And that is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Have you ever heard of it? What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yes, it stars Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, Juliette Lewis, uh, John C. Riley is in it, Crispin Glover. There's a whole bunch of actors in it that are uh, really top-notch. And uh, it's a I think you'll like it. I was going to say, for a bunch of top-notch actors, I've never heard of that movie. Really? It's a, it sounds like one of your weird mm-hmm. Killing of a Sacred Deer type movies. No, 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 no. This is, this is a coming-of-age movie. Oh, You'll like it. I like coming-of-age movies. So, yeah, so I know What's weird, Eating Gilbert Grape. Right. What's Eating Gilbert Where can I find that? Uh, Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pen's Labyrinth is also on Netflix. If you would like to watch with us, you can find those on Netflix, and we'll be back here next week to talk about them. Uh, or maybe you want to check out Cool Runnings or Snowpiercer this yes. week and see what all the fuss is about. Uh, we'd love to have you join us again next week for that. But before we go, I'm going to give you 10 seconds, and we are going to talk these spoilers of Snowpiercer that we really need to discuss to really get... Um, the gist of the ending and why it kind of fell out of favor with me. So you have about five seconds and we are going to talk about it. All right. Spore territory. I did not like the ending of Snowpiercer because I don't like the fact that we get up there. You're wondering where the kids are because for a moment you're thinking, have they completely forgotten this plot line? Uh, and then a the second moment I'm thinking, this dude cooked them and is serving them mistakes. Turns out, no, it's child labor. Uh, labor for something, as you've mentioned, like they should have already had. You talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> so, 
we're in spoiler territory. Um, but if you've seen the movie, you know, you, you probably can relate to this gripe. So there's like a thousand train cars each, and there's different. They have like a dance club. They have schools. They have which the a dance sushi club bar. is so close to the front. I'm like, why is that? I know, right? That's high class. <laughs> yeah. They have a sushi bar. They have gardens. They have, I mean, fish markets. All that stuff on the train. And you would think they would have a machine shop to fix faulty parts because that's what the kids are doing. Uh, the Wilford is like the conductor of the train. Yes. He's like, so the train engine is a perpetual motion machine, which physics says that that's impossible. But what it, this is a science fiction movie, so it's fine. Um, but he's like, the engine will never break down, but the parts will break down. So they use the kids, which seems really inefficient. Very. Using, I mean, a robot does a repetitive task. Kids don't. Yeah. You know. So the kids literally have to be like in the floorboards, you know, uh, I'm doing a motion with my arm, they all can't see. But essentially like taking a part, pulling it, putting in another one, like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, why? Just have a machine shop. You can literally take a, any machinist worth their salt, could easily just make a new part, whatever broke. I mean, it's just, it's so dumb. Like, I don't know why they didn't think of it. I think they needed a reason to take the kids. Yes. That was, they needed a reason. But I feel like they could have had way better reasons. Oh, I agree. And you could have went, like, Brent and I talked about really dark, as in, you know, taking the kids for uh, ulterior motives, I'll say. But, um, but just, I don't know. I just feel like there could have been a better reason. But I feel like the kids, the kids are literally a plot device. Yeah. That's all they are. They are the plot hole. Yes, because inevitably what they do is they take the kids at the beginning and then at the end, it's like Chris Evans is almost like one out of character trying to like, maybe I should just be the next conductor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he, the kids kind of snap him back to reality of how messed up this guy is. And it's like, there were so many other ways you could have done that. Yeah. Like you literally brought the kids from the beginning as an opportunity to break him out of that. Instead of it being a natural plot progression. It felt so out of character. And then there's a girl that's with them who's like clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. She can see like into the future momentarily. And it's shown all throughout the movie. In fact, Chris Evans even talks to her for a moment and tries to figure out like what's going on. How can she do this? Like this is important. You have the like the bad guys literally seeing her and saying, oh crap, and intentionally pursuing her in mm-hmm. like to kill her because apparently she's important. And yet we get zero answers. Like, yeah, never really it is that. never addressed at all. And I'm just sitting here like, why? Like, what's her importance besides to get us there? It felt like they, I don't want to say they forgot, but maybe it was something that was cut. I don't know. Maybe. But that that was something that really frustrated me as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, um, when I had a sign read this movie, I told him, I said, the movie's good. I think you'll like it. I said, I would have loved it a lot better, but it has one plot hole. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you what it is. got to figure it out what it is. And Brett, for the most part, figured it out. But yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a good movie, and I'd still recommend it. But 
I just think it's a glaring plot hole where the kids were just used as a plot device, essentially. Also, they could have, they, they should have came up with a better reason to use the kids, and then just a, a simple machine shop would fix. That. Also, didn't understand the polar bear. Oh, so what that was is. So that, that's signifying that life is starting to blossom outside the train. That's what I figured it was. So the earth is warming up again. Um, earlier in the movie, I think one of the guys made reference to, it's like, oh, you know, the, the snow looks like it's melting. Or, you know, there's less ice out there than there was last year. Mm -hmm. Whenever they made their trip around the globe again. And uh, so I think I think that's what the polar bear signifies. It's like, hey, there's there's life outside of the train. When before there definitely wasn't life outside of the train. Well, problem. There ain't no life anymore because you got a seventeen year old and a five year old as the only survivors, and apparently there ain't nobody out there. Well, I mean, I, I'll I'll say this too: the train crashed. Someone else could have survived. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Well, let's put it this way: yeah. if they wanted to make a sequel, they could force that. Yeah. Because, I mean, why not? Or they could just say, hey, you know what? The logical thing, which is what most movies would do, is say, hey, y'all were on that train, but there were people still out here who survived somehow. Yeah, maybe a small civilization hold up, you know, for the winter. Maybe, you know, yeah, that could go about different ways. I'm interested in seeing the TV show. Um, mm -hmm. My wife and I just might have a lot of channels. <laughs> We, uh, we don't watch TV a lot. The TV we watch is typically online, like streamed through Netflix or Hulu. And I will say, one of the things I like about TV shows, almost over movies, is that because of the time constraints of a movie, you mm -hmm. often can get a lot more depth into a TV show. Oh, yeah, you can you can expand in a TV show. You know, you can spend a, a whole 45-minute, hour-long episode on one thing that a movie might touch on for five minutes. Exactly. Because they only have, like, Sorry, limited, two hours limited you know. time budget yeah. yeah but that's all we got for this week thank you so much for watching we hope to catch you back here next week as we discuss pan's labyrinth and oh boy who ate whatever he called it what's eating gilbert great what's eating gilbert great thank you so much for watching y'all have a great week